Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for being here today. It's my birthday, so I'm going to celebrate a little bit. And I also want to respond to some things I saw from Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro in the most thoughtful, compassionate, respectful way possible, because I understand it's crazy, terrible times and rough times. So I'm going to be as careful as I possibly can. But I do have an opinion and a stance that I do want to talk about. So welcome to today's show, folks. Dream Rare Podcast starts right now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for being here today. Uh, I want to talk about a few things, but mostly just respond to a few things that Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro are saying because I respect them. I appreciate them. And there's certain rhetoric I just really want to talk about. So, before we start, I just want to say it's my birthday. I appreciate y'all so much. And now we're going to look at my pictures of me as a kid because it's my birthday and everyone has to pretend to like me today. So there's me celebrating my birthday. I have no idea how old I was there. There's me laying on the floor for whatever reason. I've always been weird. There's me hugging my sister. Let's see. There's me dressed like a 90s kid and... Here's me now. I made it. So God bless y'all. Appreciate you guys so, so much. I'm forever grateful for a lot of things. So I want to start with that. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for my family, my friends, my health. And when it comes to social media, I'm grateful that my hard work paid off and that anybody cares what I have to say and anybody supports me in any sort of way, whether it be patreon.com slash rare talk. Thank you guys. Dreamrare.com shop. Anybody that's ever bought anything, watched, commented, agreed, disagreed in a respectful manner. I'm very, very grateful. And I'm one of the luckiest people on earth. And I, I really want to remember that this year because I've worked so hard since the time I was in my 20s that uh, sometimes I don't necessarily let loose and have as much fun as I maybe should or could. But it's all gravy because uh, here we are. And I'm very, very grateful. My life has been awesome. So thanks. On that note, I want to talk about a few things real quick, but I want to start with this George Bush quote because I never believed George Bush. I was never a Republican at the time, and I always saw through the war on terror. I wanted to help people. I obviously wanted to help innocent lives and people that were oppressed, but I just had good intuition even as a youngster, and I never bought in to what they were telling us to do during the war in Iraq. And I want to revisit uh, this quote from George Bush. George Bush said on September 20th, 2001, 19 days after, or I'm sorry, nine days after 9-11, he said, every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists, right? That's pretty much my entire teenage years. If you disagree with the war on terror, if you don't want to fight 15 different countries, you must be a terrorist. We need to spy on the terrorists. We need to go after the terrorists. We need to pass the Patriot Act for the terrorists. And if you disagree you're a terrorist, right? We've heard that my whole life, and that's real American history. I wanted to start with something a little, uh, I would say, hopefully less controversial, but uh, Tom Brady put out a statement like most celebrities did, and I thought his statement was pretty reasonable, and I just wanted to share it, and I want to ask my audience, is this a fair statement to say? Because I understand posting, you're going to piss off one side or the other, whether people want to admit it or not. Hundreds of millions of people you know, are on Israel's side. There's probably billions of people, if not, 
you know, more on both sides that like the other side. So long story short, it's hard for anyone to post and not get like their head bitten off. It's like silence is violence. Posting is that if you post the Israel flag, Palestinian activists will get mad at you. If you post the Palestine flag, obviously they'll call you like a Hamas terrorist or whatever. So I thought Tom Brady's statement was pretty fair. Honestly, I thought it was pretty intelligent. Tom Brady said there should be no gray area about condemning Hamas terrorist attacks on Israeli civilians. No human deserves this. I'm heartbroken for all the innocent lives lost in Israel and Gaza this week. Heartbroken for the losses that are sure to follow. It's horrifying to watch this violence continue to unfold with no indication of stopping. My family and I will continue to pray for the families that find themselves in the middle of this tragedy. So I thought he did a pretty smooth job to condemn the violence and the terrorism that everybody wants him to. But at the same time, acknowledging that people in Israel and Gaza will suffer. Uh, it's a hard it's a hard line to kind of finesse. I think he did a pretty solid job there. With that being said, I want to start with Dave Rubin's uh, takes because I, I want to be very fair. I like Dave Rubin. Seems like a nice guy. I've never met him, but I, th I agree with a lot of what he says. I understand that this is a heartbreaking situation to be in, but he's kind of reminding me of George W. Bush Jr., where it's like, you need to lose your freedom and everybody needs to think differently about the First Amendment and, and, and your right to privacy, et cetera, uh, because of this situation. So here's something he posted proudly on his Instagram page. I follow him. Someone said, breaking news, France has just banned pro-Palestine protests. And Dave Rubin said, maybe the West has a chance. So Dave has made a career pretending or saying he's a classical liberal, he believes in free speech, your right to protest, but he's celebrating France banning pro-Palestine protests. And I'm guessing he'd want to do it in America too. He's, he thinks that's good. So here's the thing. I'm not the most educated person on everything that's happened in the last 80 years between Israel and Palestine, but are you going to say now that any Palestine protest at any time is now a Hamas protest? It's a terrorist protest, and that means it's violent and everybody has to shut it down? What happened when the feds say, well, Trump supporters did something bad at the Capitol. So that means that everybody supporting Trump is a terrorist. And now that any pro-Trump, uh, you know, protest is terrorism. What if, uh, you know, someone of your religious group or, or any group that you're like semi ideologically aligned with does something horrific and terrible and evil. And now, you know, you can't have a protest because of that. I mean, what do you guys think about this statement? Do you think that the West should shut down all pro-Palestine protests because they're all terroristic? Or do you think that Dave Rubin is being a hypocrite and he doesn't actually believe in the First Amendment? He believes in it for everything except for one topic. You know, he now all of a sudden thinks that any protest in that category needs to be shut down. Um, when it comes to Ben Shapiro, he said something I'm not going to rephrase it completely, but he said there's only two reasons to not believe the pictures and the and the stories coming in. There's only two reasons. He said, one, you don't understand how brutal Hamas is. Hamas is brutal, and you're so naive that you don't understand the brutality that they have. It's a possibility. <clears throat> and two, he says, or you just hate Jews. So that's the way Ben Shapiro's painting it. I understand that Ben Shapiro is grieving right now and suffering and i understand why and i feel hor horrible for him and you know what i'm saying i want him to you know i would say prayers for ben shapiro and, and and the victims of everything that's going on 
But here's what I have to say is like Ben's trying to paint this picture. Either you don't understand Hamas or you just hate us. You hate all of my ethnicity. You just hate everybody. That's the only explanation for it. Here's the thing, Ben. No matter what the attack is, whether it's on my religion or my race or my country or whatever that affects you the most emotionally, understandably, but whatever that is, you have to understand American history, Ben. And American history says that they coaxed us into a Gulf War based on a baby incubator story that turned out to not be true. I could show you. I just pulled it up yesterday, uh, but I guess it's worthy. I'm not saying this is happening now, but you can't just say everybody hates all of your ethnicity and religion. That's the only explanation for it, or they don't understand Hamas. This is real American history where the entire Gulf War was essentially framed around a Congress testimony that turned out to not be true. That's real history. Here's other real history I showed yesterday. You know, the JFK files that the CIA plotted to kill Castro and stage bombings in, in Miami, real or simulated. We just lived through, I said this yesterday, but it's worth repeating. We just lived through the Ukraine war where the two main stories of the Ukraine war that was shared by Fox, CNN, left wing, right wing, prob probably Shapiro shared it. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't really following him at the time, but I know most Republican pages I followed shared these stories. The Snake Island story, that ended up being fake. That was the main story of the entire first two weeks of the Ukraine war. And also the Ghost of Kiev story. That was, I mean, if you could pick out the top two stories of the first three weeks of the Ukraine war, it was the Ghost of Kiev and Snake Island. And both of those stories were fake. So not only is it recent history that we've been lied into war, not only is it far history, there's another one I could bring up. I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm sure that they're going to say I'm hateful for bringing this up, but it's on Wikipedia. There's something called the Levon Affair, which was a failed Israeli covert operation where they wanted to basically plant bombs inside an Egyptian and American and British owned civilian targets in cinemas, libraries and educational centers. And they wanted to blame them on the Muslim Brotherhood and Egyptian communists. And it didn't work out. That's why there's a Wikipedia page for it. So like that's literal history. So the last 60, 70, 80 years of America it seems like most of the conflicts were a part of, there was some sort of lie that kind of coaxed the American public into it. So I'm not saying that that's happening. I'm not saying that you should question Ben Shapiro. You obviously never should. Uh, but in general, this is like real American history. So if you just post a post and say, there's only two explanations for why people don't believe everything that everyone's saying right now. One, either you don't understand Hamas and how evil barbaric they are, which might absolutely be true to a lot of people. They can't comprehend how messed up the situation in Israel and Palestine is. They really can't. And I'm sure they've done some evil, evil stuff. Obviously, I know that. I condemn it like Tom Brady. But what we're saying is, or we just hate you. We just hate all of your ethnicity. Like, that's the only two options that Ben sees in his head. How about the third option of, unfortunately, Americans have been lied to so many times that it's hard for people to trust anything nowadays. And it, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong because when it comes to what we've dealt with during the pandemic and you know how they told us this and how they told us that and the Iraq war and the Syria war and the Libya war and the Gulf war and the Vietnam war and the Ukraine war and every you know the war on terror, the war on drugs, you have to be realistic if you're being honest, which obviously I don't think that's like his main goal. But anyway, you got to be realistic and give people some leeway where it's like, I understand why you might not believe this stuff, but you should believe it because here's why it's true. And it's messed up to not believe it now. But this is the game that they're basically playing now. You know, people like Dave Rubin are saying that it's a good idea to shut down protests. You know, the First Amendment. 
Ben's basically saying you must hate all of his religion and ethnicity, or you just don't understand if you're skeptical of stories coming out. I'm skeptical on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just believing everything I, I see Palestine post, and I'm sure Ben Shapiro doesn't believe everything Palestine posts. Some stuff they post is probably real. There's real devastation in Gaza. Other stuff, it could be Hamas propaganda. I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make Ben Shapiro anti-Palestine if he questions a video coming out within the first 24 hours. And it doesn't mean you're a conspiracy theorist and it doesn't mean you hate everybody. But this is the game that people are going to play. And, you know, what's unfortunate is I've figured this out in 2019. You know, I just started asking questions in 2019 and everyone just kept calling me an anti-Semite, anti-Semite, anti-Semite. And I said, hey, I don't want to be rude or anything. Some of my favorite people in this world are Jewish. Jewish people have been great to me. Uh, you know, I understand that there's a lot of diversity of thought within the Jewish world. It's not all what you see in the press or activist groups. And I would never hate anybody uh, like that. And like they claim, obviously, but it's like this thing of like, if you like the First Amendment more than you like what Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro says, then you're a bad person because the First Amendment's good and the right to protest is good and the right to free speech is good. But, you know, if, if it's too much hate speech in, in their way, then then it's not good. And like, we got to really draw the line. And then they draw that line and then that line gets used against us for different reasons. The most clear example that I've been bringing up all week is the Patriot Act. Republicans supported the Patriot Act and they don't even care. And they told you you were a terrorist if you disagreed. Now that same gu guidelines of the Patriot Act are being used to spy on conservatives and Republicans by the deep state. And, and it's being used to spy on Trump supporters and they're crying victim. And all these Republican pages I follow, it's like, they're all hypocrites. They're all liars. They're all skeezes. Like I'm not saying Ben and Dave, but I'm just saying a lot of these other pages too. It's just like, I'm seeing the stuff they're saying and they're scaring people, freaking people out, making people angry, and then pushing for more censorship and pushing for the FBI to do more stuff as they're crying about the FBI persecuting them. It's like, these guys are either complete idiots or they're just like controlled op like morons that are just like running you in circles, pissing you off, making you emotional and angry, and then telling you to pass laws that are going to be used against you. So it's like there's a very fine line of understanding and praying for Israel. There's a very fine line of understanding that Gaza is probably going to get obliterated now and thousands, if not tens of thousands of people are going to die. And there are probably a lot of innocent people in there. I know they're going to say that every baby supports the moms or something, but I don't think it's true. The adults, maybe. I'm sure there's even some messed up kids there. But at the same time, it's like you're it, it's human to not want humans to die on either side. It doesn't make you a bad person like they're trying to paint it. Understanding that like this is a very complex situation. You have an ethnic group over here, an ethnic group over here, and neither one of them wants to leave and neither one of them wants to give up ground. And it's like it sucks. You know, a lot of normal people are just stressed out. They don't even want to open social media. They're getting yelled at. It's like brutal imagery and stuff. And uh in general, it's like we can show love for the innocent. We could support our allied countries. But if that comes at the expense of the Constitution, then it's for American citizens. It seems like not a good idea. But in America, what I've learned on the Republican side, especially, you don't matter. Like, I don't matter. My amendments don't matter. My Constitution doesn't matter. It's all a facade. They just pretend like it does. They pretend like they're fighting the left or whatever. But in reality, whenever they pass speech laws that go against my First Amendment and I talk about it, the press, including the right-wing press, will just call me anti-Semitic. They say, he's anti-Semitic. He's anti-Semitic. That's all they say. It's like Ben Shapiro will say, I love Israel. And I'll be like, okay. And he even 
there's videos of Ben Shapiro explaining that the reason he got into politics is because of Israel and the reason that he's loyal to America is because of Israel. You can watch the clips of that, I'm, you, you know, and see exactly what he said. But if I repeat what Ben said, then the press will say I'm anti-Semitic because it's an anti-Semitic speech hate crime or whatever violation of the hate speech laws that you say that anybody in America has loyalty to Israel, even though Ben obviously like loves that country, but you're not allowed to say it. So it's like, basically we don't matter. You know what I'm saying? We just repeat George Bush era propaganda and everybody who disagrees with the terrorists, Dave Rubin wants to get rid of protests and that's totally fine. Ben Shapiro is totally fine with speech policing when it comes to certain topics. And if you have an opinion as an American citizen who respects the first amendment, you will be called a hate monger. And eventually they'll probably call you a terrorist sympathizer. And eventually like a lot of conservatives are finding out now, they'll probably just call you a straight up terrorist. And then they'll use things like the Patriot Act that they used under the guise of fighting for freedom and fighting against Muslims in the Middle East. They'll use that same Patriot Act against you, but you're not allowed to disagree and realize patterns that have happened over the last 20 years because Ben and Dave, you know, they'll probably freak out at you. So it's like, I'm just observing all this stuff. And it's like really crazy to watch so many Republicans just flip right back into George Bush era, the same talking points, the same rhetoric, the same shaming, the same social. If you even think about your constitution right now, you must be with them. I'm not a Palestinian activist. I'm not a boycotter, a divester, a sanctioner. I don't uh, have like any connection to Palestine as far as like ethnically or religiously like i don't know exactly what's going on i'm sad when people die there innocently but i'm just it's not like you don't see me on the streets with a flag it's not my protest however I, as an american citizen i understand the slippery slope of shutting down entire protests if somebody says something violent and something like uh like you know they want to hurt somebody that's not allowed that and, and i want to show you something real quick because charlie kirk is showing this old footage from london that's years old and the footnote says, because Community Notes on Twitter does a good idea, a, a job. I mean, it says that years ago that they got detained by the police for doing that. So I just want to show you real quick. Here's the community note on a video that Charlie Kirk's saying. It says the date of the video is not specified and thus leads the viewer to believe this happened recently, especially at a time like this. That's not the case. This occurred in 2021. And as a result of their actions, four people were detained by the police because you can peacefully protest, but you can't yell kill those people or certain violent stuff like you can't say bomb on an airplane and that's illegal and honestly i don't i i agree that anybody with calls of violence and stuff like that should be talked to by the police obviously like i don't agree with that at all but they're trying to now say that any protests like if israel retaliates on palestine does that mean that any protest that israel has is now a bad protest that shouldn't happen because of that event and if Hamas did that to Israel. Obviously, does that mean that every Palestinian flag is pro Hamas because, you know, a certain percentage of the population voted them in? Uh, you know, are we responsible for Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Barack Obama and Mitt Romney and John McCain? Like, is, is that everything that they've ever done overseas? Are we now a terrorist organization because they've bombed weddings and children and stuff by mistake? So they claim or whatever, you know, like, I, where do you really draw the line on this? Like, obviously, you draw the line and say no violence, no innocent people getting hurt and calls to violence should be investigated and looked at. But as far as Dave Rubin just basically putting a blanket statement and being like anybody <clears throat> that holds that flag should now be there's people like deport them, do this. It's like all of what you're saying can and will be used against you if you're too loose with it. So make sure you're very specific, because when you say now the government can spy on terrorists and Muslims and this and that, like they did during the George Bush era, 
Now, the deep state, quote unquote, that the Republicans fear so much or they're so mad at, they've now shifted their blame in many ways from the Islamic terrorists to the Trump supporters, to the conservatives, to the people like Dave Rubin that are speaking out against like liberal norms. And, you know, they're using a lot of the bills that they passed during the Bush era to persecute and prosecute and do other things to conservatives. So I just, you know, it's like, is there room for compassion, love, but understanding that even if someone's like, there's people on Twitter questioning things that I'm not questioning. There's people on Twitter saying things that I'm not saying. And honestly, I disagree with some of the things. And if I disagree with it, I use my free speech to disagree with it. But at the same time, I do understand as an American citizen why people are so confused. We just lived through the Snake Island and Ghost of Kiev war propaganda. We just lived through babies and incubators war propaganda. We just lived through four years of them saying that if you voted for Donald Trump, you work for Putin. And if you don't want to start a war in Ukraine, then you're Russian. Like we've lived through this literally just now. So nobody's really like not that many people are buying it because it's like, listen, you can be sad. You could be upset. You could want your country or the that country to retaliate, but you can't just shame American citizens into being skeptical of a situation that's going to change the entire landscape of our country and the world when we already did that for 20 years with the Middle East wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, et cetera. And uh, I would say the popularity rate of what George Bush did is now extremely low from what it used to be as time went on and narratives unfolded. So you know, it, it's like, I, it's really sad to me to see so many Republicans playing this game. But I, I knew I, I knew that they would do this because in 2019, when I said, hey, I like Donald Trump, but I don't know that you should pass a bill that says that you can't protest or speak on a college campus or, you know, that's like a really fine line. You know, you get the, the press comes down on you and the right wing media tries to blacklist you. You're only really allowed to be in certain spots if you just ignore it completely or play that game. And it's really, really sad to see because it's it, it's not a good president to set. And um, it's one of those things in America, I've learned this years ago, even when things weren't as tense, I know they've always been tense in the Middle East, but it's easy to criticize America. I mean, it's the reason why LeBron James criticizes America. We all criticize America in the influencer world because America is easy to, to criticize. They don't really do that much. I mean, they might not like it if you talk about what they're doing, but America as a country does have freedom of like, you are allowed to criticize the American government. In America, you know, a lot of Republicans criticize China because they don't live in China, but you know, LeBron James and what what's his name? John Cena don't criticize China because China has over a billion people and they want to make that Chinese money. You know what I'm saying? A lot of golfers won't criticize Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia bought live golf and they're paying them more than the PGA. And at the end of the day, if you don't have any problem with China or Saudi Arabia, there's really no reason to criticize them if you don't know that much and you're not political because it's like, why would you want to beef with the whole world? Like most people just want to be good in every hood. So they don't really say anything. And I understand it. But when it comes to politics, I'll tell you, as someone that has always been thoughtful, as someone that has always been as respectful as I can be, as somebody that always tries to understand the situation, as somebody that loves so many Jewish people in this world that have been great to me, my friends, some of my closest friends are Jewish. There is no, no country like Israel that is hard to criticize in America. It's the hardest one to criticize in America. And even if you compliment Israel, they still get mad at you. If I say Israel's doing a great job, they still get mad if I challenge any sort of narrative because that it's like it's harder in America to 
speak positively and accurately about Israel than it is to like deeply criticize their own government. Like they have laws on the record. They have speech regulations that Trump, DeSantis and both parties are pushing through that has a list of what it means to be hateful. And half of them are about, you know, Jewish people and the other half are about Israel. You know, if you're a Jewish American who wants to say something about Israel, there's a hate speech law that Trump and DeSantis are passing slowly through legislation to almost make it a, a, a violation of some sorts. You know, it's hard to really go against the First Amendment. So it's like being weaved in. But it's like you can't even be a Jewish American with the First Amendment because half the laws are about a foreign country that you, you just have to agree with everything they say or do. So I'm just saying. I've never said Israel doesn't have the right to exist. I think they do. Who am I to tell you to exist or not? I don't, I'm not a Palestinian activist. I'm not an Islamic person with like deep ties to Palestine. I'm just being honest. And, and when it comes to Israel, um, I've heard it's a great place to be. There's a lot of great people from there. I have no hate in my heart. In fact, some of my friends who travel, they say it's one of the most fun places to go when it's at peacetime or, or semi-peacetime, because I know it's never fully peace over there. But I have nothing but love for that country. And yet, constantly, the hardest country to talk about in any form, no matter how respectful and honest, is that country in America. Uh, so I'm not shocked at what's going on and, and the, the things that people are saying. Because once I figured out that a lot of Republicans didn't actually like the First Amendment and they would be willing to you know, call you names and do the same thing the left does. Like if you don't like George Floyd riots, you're a racist. That's what the left says. If you don't like George Floyd, you must be a racist. Uh, the same thing happens on the right with this topic. So it's not, some people are like shocked and they're like, why, do, why does this feel like we're reliving the George Bush war era? And it's like, I'm not shocked. I figured this out in 2019. And to be honest, I'm at peace with it now because at a certain point I've done videos about it. I've talked about it. And the risk reward of talking about this type of stuff, it's not there. The reward is like nothing. Everyone gets mad at you. Republicans don't want to hear it. They can't believe it because they're tangled up in the stupid propaganda that everybody else is sharing. 90% of these Republican influencers are just like goofy talking heads that just are looping you going nowhere. They say the same five things. They're pissed off and they're not even telling you the truth half the time. So it's like the risk reward's not there. I risk everything. You know, 30 media companies lie about me, defame me, make me try to humiliate me. And what's the reward? 90% of my audience crying because they can't understand it. Like half the stuff that people are saying doesn't even make sense. Like, let me give you an example. Okay. I'm in no way, shape or form an Iranian sympathizer. I love America. Iran, I have really no connection to. I know there's 70 million plus people there. And most people there are probably good people. Their government, from what I've heard, I have a lot of friends from Iran. Americans that leave Iran usually like America and don't like Iran. So I've only heard, you know, criticisms of their government in America and have no reason to like them at all. What I will say, though, is the narrative in Republican circles this week has been that Biden gave six billion dollars to Iran and that's why Israel got attacked. Here's the stupidest thing. OK, as somebody that doesn't even like Iran or, or the government there at all, um, Iran has over a trillion dollars. You think they need a six billion like they have no money. They're just sitting there broke, desperately looking for money. And Biden gives them money and they quick just fund it Guys, they have over a trillion dollars, like lots of money. They don't. $6 billion is not going to make or break. It's like pennies to you. So you think that because Dan Bongino and a bunch of these other talking heads, they just all say the same thing in loop and piss you off and freak you out. And, oh my God, look it up. The, the, the money was frozen. It was in a Qatari bank. They greenlighted it. It never even got to Iran. And according to reports now, they're not even going to give it to Iran at all. So it's like they never got it. They're not going to get it now because of the public uproar. And maybe that's a good thing with the uproar. You know, maybe, you know, you're... 
response prevented them from getting it. But it's like, even if they got that money, that that's nothing to them. They could do, if they want to fund Hamas, they can do it all the time. They don't need $6 billion from Joe Biden. But like, that's how stupid people in America are. No, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like, just because they follow all these stupid Republican talking heads that you guys fell in love with, that just constantly feed you like basic, basic talking points. So you can't actually see deep into any topic and you're constantly just angered and outraged over nothing. Like they don't need that money. It's like, look how much money they have and 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 do your research to find out if they ever even got that bank thing and even if they did get that bank thing which it seems like they didn't like that's like the, like they're just like paupers in the middle of nowhere it's like when they said that bin laden like oh my gosh who's been dude he's like a from a from a building oil family or i think they have money from building and it's like they're one of the richest families out there and then america is acting like oh they're just in caves and stuff maybe he's hiding in a cave but he's probably hiding in a mansion because he's one of the richest people from that region but they painted that and i'm not to, i'm not saying that makes them good it obviously doesn't i'm just saying like everybody in the republican party it's basically just like a stupid echo chamber where they just say the opposite of the left and the more you start to realize in topics like this it's basically just a dead end where it's like, here, let's just scramble these people's brains, piss them off, sell them Trump merch or whatever, and then they'll never actually figure anything out. And then we have them right where we want them. That's how I see it, at least, because it's like in no way, shape or form does that make me a sympathizer. But then you got people like Lindsey Graham who are like, let's just fight them right now. That's what they want to do. Look at old clips for 20 years. They've been wanting to fight Iran. And here's the thing. The world is complex. I don't run the show. My opinion doesn't matter. Nobody's going to listen to me, whether it's America, Israel, whatever. And it's probably better that way. I don't want them to listen to me. But I'm just saying in general, you know, China, Iran, Russia, a lot of the world, like, is that a fight we want to take on because Lindsey Graham has no kids and he's like a bloodthirsty psychopath? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah, we're going to fight Iran over Palestine and Israel. Uh how are you going to fight them? What are you going to do? There's 70 million people there. Like, what are you going to do after? What happens if you screw up? And now there's 70 million pissed off people that have no, like th these people don't think. And that's why there's a refugee crisis. And that's why Europe has to take in millions of refugees and America has to take in millions of refugees because they just do shit in the Middle East. Half the time it's launched off of stuff like the Gulf War. You can't question it or everybody yells at you. It happens. It screws up. There's a power vacuum. Now there's slavery. Now there's a bunch of people that don't know where they're going. 15 different countries now immigrating to America, you know, as refugees. And it's like, why is this all happening? It's like, because, you know, a lot of this stuff is basically like them trying to do what they already want to do and finding reasons to do it. And Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley. It's like they, they, they're drooling at the mouth to start a full-blown war with a country uh, that doesn't even, I'm not saying they're not connected at all, but it's like, it, it's not the country involved. Do you not remember how we went to go fight bin Laden, but then we went to Iraq and then we went to Afghanistan and then we went to Libya and then we went to Syria and now all of a sudden he's gone and we're still there and we're now we're fighting five different terrorist groups. It's like, do people not remember all that stuff? I, I guess people have short memories, but honestly, a lot of people are waking up and I would say that the audiences are outsmarting the influencers and it's not necessarily a bad thing. You could be loving and compassionate and honest and show mercy and show, you know, and, and mourn the victims of this horrific terrorist attack. You can condemn Hamas, you can condemn terrorism, but at the same time, you don't have to be shamed by these talking heads into thinking that you're a horrible conspiracy theorist, demon terrorist. If you remember recent American history and nine out of the 10 wars that started in modern history, like it doesn't make you a bad person to use history and understand 
understand that this has happened 90 times. It would be like if the same thing happened 95 times and then I say it might happen again and people are like, why would you think that? It's like, well, why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you at least consider that? But some people have a reason for not considering that. Anyway, I wanted to show one more thing and then I'm going to read a few comments and try to enjoy my birthday. The worst topic in the world to talk about on your birthday. It's like, here, let's talk about Israel and Palestine. And by the way, like they're shaming everybody now. They're like, everybody needs to post. Here's the thing. If you live in Israel or you're Jewish and you have strong connections to Israel, feel free to post. Show love to your people. You know what I'm saying? Stand up. And if you're not Jewish and you're not Israeli and you understand the conflict and you have a lot of conviction to Israel, show love to Israel. But everybody doesn't know this situation. So it's like shaming somebody who has no idea what they're talking about into posting a flag, like being held for ransom over it. It's like not everyone needs to post everything all the time. My post, your post, you know what I'm saying? Someone you work with post, it's not going to shift the scales of the war in either direction, whether it's an Israel or Palestine flag. So I think people need to lay off a little bit of like the shaming of like, if you don't post this now, and I, I want to show you this thing too, because I think you should do what you think is right, regardless of how popular it is. But this is a situation that's a lot different than Russia and Ukraine for multiple reasons. But when everyone posted Ukrainian flags, no one really cared because like Russians don't have a lot of power. There's not that many Russians. And to be honest, they're not like drama queens about stuff. And they're very like, a, I would say like a harsh, you know, commute, like, like they live in the mountains and stuff. I'm not saying every Russian, but it's a colder, it's like a colder culture where they don't like, they don't really say that much all the time, you know? So when everybody was like siding with Ukraine, it was very popular. At least there was not a lot of blowback because Russians really weren't saying much, you know, they weren't like, screw you, I'm Russian. Like Israel and Palestine, it's not the case. I would say more of the world probably supports Palestine than Israel. And I'm not saying that means you should be a coward if you believe in the other side. I'm I just want to show you a map. This was on uh this on Wikipedia. The green countries are countries that um recognize Palestine as a country. The not green countries, which you could see are pretty much just America, Canada, what is that? Iceland or Greenland or something, half of Europe and you know a few other countries in Australia and Japan. Most of the world recognizes Palestine, all of South America, all of Africa, uh, all of the Middle East, basically, except for Israel and, and a few other places, uh, Russia, China, you know what I'm saying? Most of Asia, like most of the world recognizes Palestine as a state, but only America and our few allies don't. I'm not telling you to that to sway your opinion. I'm just trying to educate people who didn't know that. We're like, if you know, I'm watching like for example, I watched Patrick Bet David say something. I follow him. I like Patrick. Um, he's got a big podcast. He, he's going to do extraordinarily well. He's a very talented businessman, speaker, interviewer. But, uh, you know, he posted a statement. He's from Iran, so he has a big opinion. A lot of people who left Iran to America, they love America and they hate the regime in Iran. I find that extremely common. Most Iranians are like conservative. They don't like Iran. They like the freedom of America and generally great people, hard workers, et cetera. But anyway, he posted stuff and I, I, you know, I didn't even fully read exactly all that he said. And I went to the comments and like 90% of his audience is disagreeing with him. It's all pilot Palestine flags, people saying you shut your mouth for 20 years while Israel was doing all these things. And now all of a sudden you care when they tell you to, they're calling him a Zionist. Like the 90% of his, I, I've never seen him ratioed on his post. He's always incredibly popular, very well-spoken, very thoughtful. 90% of his audience disagrees with him. If you look at you know, Dave Rubin posting that he he's happy that they're, you know, shutting down protests, like most of his audience disagrees with him. If you look at, you know, a lot of these people on Twitter, 
it, it's it's not necessarily popular what the West is doing and what you know conservative Inc is doing for lack of a better term. And that I'm not telling people not to do it if you believe in it. Like if Patrick has a deep connection to that region and he wants to share his story of Iran and how they're working with this and that, there's nothing wrong with it. That's his story. That's his opinion. I, I respect somebody who says what they believe rather than someone who doesn't. On that note, though, like we have to understand, like it's it's not the it's not the Ukraine and Russia war. Like Russians obviously have a lot of power militarily, but in the world and media and stuff, they really don't. You know, and when it comes to Israel, Palestine, it kind of almost like transcends space and time where you have like queers for Palestine and it's like you're a queer for Palestine, you're BLM for Hamas. Like it's getting weird as shit where everyone's like, what the hell? You know, and then I see like Matt Walsh where he's like, if you're siding with BLM, you should really reevaluate. And it's like, for sure. But also Matt Walsh is siding with essentially Adam Schiff. You know what I'm saying? Now he has like similar policy to you know, Chuck Schumer and, you know, you know, saying like CNN saying the same thing as Fox News. So you can't really just point to somebody and be like, well, if you're with them, you're with them. It's like, you're, you know, Matt Walsh is not CNN just because they temporarily agree on a war issue. But I understand there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, as far as how popular this is, it, it's it's like transcending reality in this weird way where you have like liberals like, you know, they're siding with Palestine and even like schools, they won't push the narrative. And it's like, you know, it's, it is what it is. But I would say that most of the world, it seems like, um, has a different narrative than people are seeing in America. And it's got the Arab world involved. It's got Russia and China involved. Obviously, Iran people know about, but like, we're teetering on this thing of like we've always gone everywhere and just done whatever we wanted and it worked for a while because you know america's really powerful but we went to afghanistan afghanistan doesn't have that much power we went to iraq iraq didn't have that much power now we're in a soft slash hard war with russia through ukraine Russia's kind of a big deal you know china sides with russia iran sides with them you know there's africa's with them basically africa doesn't like us they don't agree with anything we're doing they're more on that side looks like half of south america's where like china's going around like we got to really think about what we're doing because for the first time in a long time we picked a massive fight with uh multiple huge countries and i'm not saying to give up and i'm not saying to like lose the war or anything it's just like you know how do you end the ukraine war Am I wrong for thinking that Ukraine's not going to totally beat Russia? Russia's not going to totally beat Ukraine. So they got to figure out a deal. And maybe when one of them gets weak enough, you know, they'll figure out a deal. But how many people have to die? Uh, I don't control war. It's sad. I don't want to see Ukrainians or Russians die. And it's really sad to me that this is happening. When it comes to Israel, Palestine, you know, everyone could try to simplify it on either side. But the truth is you have two different specific ethnic groups. You have Israeli Jews and you have Palestinians and the Palestinians were there, but the Israelis say that it's their land and they were there way earlier and they don't want to move and they don't want to move. But the thing is, realistically, Israel has way more technology. They apparently control the water and electricity of Gaza and Gaza, like, can they not go anywhere? Some people says, oh, they should leave. They could go leave. But then others say they can't go into Israel. They can't go into Egypt. Egypt doesn't want them. So like, where are they going to go if that's the two countries they're surrounded by? I'm not well equipped to understand. Can they leave? Do they not want to leave? Some people say they can't leave. They're just going to get killed there and they can't leave. Maybe or maybe they could leave, but they don't want to leave because they don't want to leave the land that they want. And a lot of them still think they're going to get all the land back from Israel, which seems very unlikely. But 
you know, if other like it's it's a very dicey situation and it's like it sucks. Like I wish they could come to an agreement and not kill each other, obviously, but clearly that's not happening. So who cares what I think? Because it like I can't sit and negotiate a peace deal. If it were that, that easy, someone would have done it already. So it's like, you know, sane, rational people that aren't bloodthirsty on either side are looking at it being like, you know, how do we stop this? Because we don't want thousands of Israelis to die. We don't want thousands upon tens of thousands of Palestinians to die. And I know the narrative that's being pushed is like everyone in Palestine is guilty. Everyone in Palestine is Hamas and Hamas is ISIS. But like, you're telling me everyone in Palestine's guilty because they won an election with 40 something points or whatever they like. Everyone's guilty. All the kids are guilty. Everyone there. There's no one there that wants another government. How did that government even get there? Is there a way to get another one? No, you just got to starve them. Like, I, you know, it seems pretty freaking crazy to me, but that's an opinion you're not allowed to have on in certain circles. And then in other circles, you are allowed to have that opinion, but you're not allowed to have the other opinion. So it's it's a dicey situation. And I know anybody in business that's like trying to play it safe. There's really no way to play it safe. It's like the pandemic. It's like, I'm going to play it safe, but now it's not safe because you can't leave your, your house. It's not safe because you can't run your business. It's like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And same with this situation. Like you post a Palestinian flag, you'll probably lose your job unless you work for like a liberal queers for Palestine, then you might get a raise. But then, you know, Israelis and people that like Israel and Zionists will be pissed at you. And then vice versa, you post an Israel flag and make a statement. You'll have a bunch of Palestinians in your comment or people in the Arab world or not the Arab world. There's some Christians too that back Palestine. There's some Jews that back Palestine. I've seen Jews for Palestine, rabbis for Palestine. Like that's real too. I have a lot of Jewish friends. Some of my Jewish friends are proud Zionists. They love Israel. They're, they're into it. Others, they don't like Israel. I have, I know multiple Jewish people. They're usually left wing, not always, but they don't, they don't feel a connection to that country and they think what they're doing is messed up. And it's like, you know, it's a dicey situation, but I understand that like just sucks for, I think like normal people that are just trying to like help people out. They don't know what to post or say, cause there's really nothing they can say or post. There's nothing, there's like nothing you can do to please everyone. So I thought that Tom Brady did the best job that I saw. He condemned Hamas. He condemned terrorism. He, he, he stood with Israel, but then he also acknowledged that, you know, a lot of Palestinians are going to die and that's not good. Like, you know, it's like, that's really all you can do. That's like the safest thing I guess you really can say. Um, I'm going to read. Someone said, no one mentions Palestinian Christians. They exist tens of thousands. Yeah, no, I know that. I, I definitely know there's a lot of Palestinian Christians as well. Um, it's, I mean, regardless of people's religion, it's just devastating. I, I know what you're saying, but it's like, regardless whether the guy's atheist christian muslim like you know you don't want anyone to die you don't want anyone to be stuck are they stuck i don't know and, and then there's people in the comments speculating on stuff with the shapiro and the uh ruben thing i just want to be very clear i understand their emotion i understand their pain i understand everything that they're going through and everything that they're saying but i just really don't like this idea that now everybody who protests that must be that and it needs to be shut down they will use that against you. You know what I'm saying? They always will. Um, someone posted in the comments the other day when I was like, you know, the Republicans passed the George Bush Patriot Act. And then they were like, yeah, well, who cares? Because it was liberals who used it against us. And it's like, yes, yeah, that's the point. Republicans are in office. They pass a bill. Liberals get in and they use it against you. That doesn't mean it's a good idea that George Bush passed it. It means you're too stupid to realize that Democrats are going to win an election at some point and they're going to use what you just passed for them. So what you pass needs to be accurate and applicable in, in a constitutional way. So it's like with what Dave Rubin's saying, it's like, dude, 
nobody really agrees with that. Like you're getting ratio because it's a very slippery slope. And then with Shapiro, it's like, you know, I will give you all your time to mourn, do whatever you have to do. And I feel horrible. But for you to sit and say, there's only two options. That's what he said. There's only two options. Either you don't understand Hamas or you hate Jews. That's the only two options. It's like, there's not the option of Americans have been lied into like 10 plus wars in the last 20 years. And, you know, this is all public information with the Gulf War and stuff. And, and, and there's no possible chance that any good American understands how brutal Hamas is. They do love your ethnicity and religion, but they also understand the history of America. Like that's not an option. No, we're not even going to acknowledge that. It's just going to you hate all of us. And that's what Ben does. He's been doing it for decades. If you look up his tweets where he was talking about you know, uh, Ron Paul, probably the greatest congressman America's ever had. He constantly said, Ron Paul hates Jews. Ron Paul's anti-Semitic. Ron Paul's this. He's gripping his pencil like the neck of my ethnicity. Look it up. He literally said that about Ron Paul all the time. And now he's doing it again. It's like, you can't possibly disagree with me or else that's what you are. And it's like, dude, not only is that not true, it's a hundred percent not accurate. It's also just messed up. Cause it's like, dude, just like we care about, and I know him and Tucker had like a little back and forth and he's like, that's a false equivalency. I get, dude, I get what he's saying. But at the same time, it's like, bro, there's 300 million Americans. We've gone to 10 different wars. We've lost tens and hundreds of thousands of people through these wars. Most of the wars, not some of the wars, probably most of the wars. Now, even if you look at Wikipedia, liberal, conservative, everybody's admitting that most of these wars were started off something that wasn't true. A weapons of mass destruction. Uh, a testimony by somebody in Congress about incubators. Like this is all mainstream. Nobody's denying it. But now what you're going to see is you're a hate monger and a terrorist, just like it was the George Bush era. If you at all even think anything, you're not here to think. You're here to work and pay taxes. You're not here to consider. You're here to, to shut your mouth. Like that's the message I'm getting from all these people. And it's like, listen, this is messed up, man. Americans have the right to think for a little bit and not to be shamed in our own country, you know, by people that have zero respect for like our, in, our, our history, which is also their history. So it's like, you know, it's just really sad to see that stuff. Cause it's, I feel like I'm living in 2002. It's, it feels like George Bush Jr.'s in office and it's the same stuff and the same people are doing the same stuff. And this is all that I want to say in general, one, God bless the world. God bless everybody that's suffering. Obviously, and it's re it's really sad for everyone to watch what's going on over in the Middle East. Uh, and with that being said, I want to say, you know, I'm trying to find the most thoughtful way to put this. Um, I, you know, I, I don't I don't even really know what I want to say, because I'm trying to just be as careful and as thoughtful because I, I'm always careful and I'm always thoughtful, but they still constantly twist what I say out of proportion. So now I have to be like 15 times as careful because everything I say is going to be scrutinized, magnetized, and they're going to say this and that. But, you know, I, I don't want to lose my First Amendment right in America. The reason that we think America is better than Iran is for many reasons, you know, our economy, free speech, a lot of stuff, you know, people have liberty. But like the First Amendment's really important. So it's like, in this country, if we give all these things up in pursuit of helping a country, we're not going to have a country. And it almost seems like that's by design. And it's like, you know, more and more people are going to realize. And I already know through watching what people are saying, so many people are like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe he's saying that. I can't believe he said that. Like that goes against everything he always says. And it's like, I'm telling you, I figure, and I'm not trying to be like, I told you so. Some people figured this out before me. 
I figured this out in 2019. And as soon as I figured it out, everyone just started getting mad at me. And I was like, okay, I guess uh, my first amendment doesn't matter because I'm a principled person. Even Noam Chomsky used to talk about this stuff. There used to be protests and, and, and narratives that were really like controversial. And Noam Chomsky, before he sold out and turned into like a 500 year old, he used to say the same thing. He's a Jewish liberal on a college campus. Uh, and he used to be like, listen, Free speech is free speech. Free speech is not, not for speech you agree with. It's for speech you disagree with. So, you know, you got to be really careful because he, he he always used to say, if you give it up to go after the people you don't like and you're, and you're sloppy with it and you're inaccurate and you, you know, give up your right to say that, now you lose that right. And when an authoritarian gets into power, whether it's a Democrat or Republican or whoever, they can use that power that you gave up in order to persecute your speech. And now we don't live in America. Now we live in Iran. Now we live in Saudi Arabia. Now we live in uh, Russia or wherever people want to say they don't have free speech or, or, or a, a country where you get arrested. I mean, in Germany and other countries, you get arrested for speech, like literal speech. That's not, like that's where the left wants to go in this country. And in my opinion, that's where Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin want to go in this country. And to be really clear, that's where Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis want to go in this country. They've passed that sort of legislation. And I sound like a crazy guy because people are like, well, I like Donald Trump and I like Ron DeSantis and I'm and Trump's fighting DeSantis and DeSantis is fighting Trump and Bush this. And it's like they both already did it. I'm not talking about maybes. They already did it. But people don't want to see that. So I'm at peace with it. It's like I understand the risk reward isn't there for me to tell this to people. If you are not smart enough to figure it out, if you can't put the pieces together, then that's human nature. I'm not even mad at some of the elites. I mean, what they're doing is messed up in some cases, but it's like if people aren't smart enough to figure it out, there's an old saying, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And in America, this is what makes me not hateful. This is why I love Jews and I love Palestinians and I love the good people in those countries. And I understand that there's also bad people and I don't like the bad people, but I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the mothers. You know what I'm saying? In every country, Russia, Ukraine, you can't shame me into hating one of them. I don't hate China. Oh, China, this, China, that. Yeah, their government sucks, but there's a billion good people in China. And, and I will never be made by anybody to hate any group because I'll never do that because I know there's good people everywhere in this world and there's not so good people, but I'm never going to dehumanize anyone and I'm never going to look at any ethnicity or any religion and hate everybody. It's, it's just not going to happen. But in general, the point that I'm getting to is the reason that I don't hate anybody is because unlike other people that say they do that, but they don't, I don't play the victim. In America, I don't believe we're being persecuted. I don't think we're being persecuted by Israel. I don't think we're being persecuted by Biden. I don't think we're being persecuted by Trump. I don't think America's being persecuted by the pharmaceutical industry. I think we deserve it because if you get what you put out, like you don't get to be a world-class fighter if you sit on the couch and you don't work out. You don't get to live your dreams if you don't work for them. And America's no different. This is the land of opportunity. I love America. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm not in Iran. I'm glad I'm not in Afghanistan. And to be quite frank, I'm glad I'm not in Palestine. You know, it's like, I'm I'm proud to be an American. I'm glad to be an American. And we have the option here. So, you know, we can't sit and look at everybody else. And the reason I don't hate anybody is because it's our fault. Like, it, you know, this is human nature. You know, this is maybe not the most popular thing to say, but even with like Israel and Palestine and other conflicts in other countries, like if you look at world history, a lot of times like the strong beat the weak over time. And it's like, that's not necessarily right. And it's not great. And we should show mercy and love people, et cetera. But at the end of the day, like 
if God gave you an opportunity, you got to grab life by the horns. And if you live in a society where nobody cares, then you get the result of nobody caring. So that's how I feel about America. I don't like what's going on with Biden, but I don't feel I don't think we're being persecuted by Biden. Half the this is the point I'm trying to make too. Half of the laws that Biden will be like, oh, I'm going after Trump supporters. Oh, I'm going after this. It's like, well, where did those, where did their justification to go after you as a conservative come from? A lot of it came from Republicans. You know, when it came to the vaccine, uh, the way they did Operation Warp Speed and all that stuff, there were two Republicans involved in the pharmaceutical shields. It was first Ronald Reagan, everybody's favorite. Ronald Reagan passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, and he shielded them from liability. Then George Bush passed the uh, PREP Act, the PREP Act. So it's like you could get mad at Democrats or persecuting you and prosecuting you, but Trump funded Operation Warp Speed. He gave him all the money. He gave him all the power. And it was Bush and it was Reagan that gave the government the power to let the Democrats shove it down your throat with no liability. So it's like, this is why I don't feel bad for Republicans. If you watch like Dan Bongino or a bunch of these other people, you're constantly just pissed off running in circles. Nothing makes sense. And nothing makes sense because they're not telling you the truth. They're not taking accountability. All they say is, oh, take accountability. And then they start talking about other ethnic groups and being like, they don't take accountability. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And you're the same victim. It's like, you're not being persecuted by the feds for no reason. You're being persecuted by the feds because Republicans gave them the power to do it. And that's how I feel like in America. It's like, yeah, Biden's in office and this and that, but it's like, we're not a victim. You know, you can't hate other people and you can't blame other people. I don't feel like I'm being persecuted by the media necessarily. It's like, th this is the world we live in because this is what people want. Like, Who's buying these ads on te television? Who's believing it? If there's no market for people believing it, they won't do it. So although it could have been easier, like, ah, oh, you know, we're being propagandized and it sucks. It's like other countries are being bombed right now. So it's like we have it pretty damn good in America for the most part. So we got to use our, our God's gifts and, and like wake up and figure stuff out or else it's not going to change. And if people just keep like fantasizing about Donald Trump or like Ron DeSantis is going to beat Trump. They're both fake, in my opinion. Yeah, there's some things that they do do, but in certain topics, it's not real. None of it's real. The stuff that they're telling you, free speech, they don't believe it. You can look up the laws and the executive orders that they pass and realize that they believe in it for everything except for a few things. And if you believe in it for everything except for a few things, then you don't actually believe in it because as soon as you pass that law, then it flips onto you. If you pass a law that says that this is hate speech and then you criticize George Soros and they use it against you and you're like, well, I'm not being hateful. Of course you're not being hateful, but you passed that law three months ago and now they're using it and using the definition you passed against you. Duh, that's how it works. So, you know, God bless everybody. I'm not trying to overly, I'm just trying to inspire people. It's like, don't hate anybody. Don't play the victim. Don't look at other countries and like viciously hate anybody. That's messed up. And we need to take accountability in America because everything that's being sold is being sold because people buy it. And the thing is right now, it's getting obvious. Like if you watch television, look at all the pharmaceutical commercials. It's so in your face. Like you got it. It's like an IQ test at this point. Like I'm watching a pharmaceutical commercial and they got 50,000 different side effects. And then they say, if you got the vaccine, talk to your doctor before you take this. Why do I have to talk to my doctor before I got it? I thought pregnant people could get in. This could get in. Doesn't what, what is it mixed with the medication or this and that? It's like, they're telling you right to your, like, it's so sloppy and so obvious that it's just like, okay, like, is this good to watch 95% pill commercials all the time? Like, is this healthy for a country? Uh, so it's like, I feel like with all of this stuff, it's getting so in your face. 
It's like screaming to America is like, wake up, look what's going on with the Republican Party. A lot of people are like, I had no idea that we were turning back into the Bush era stuff. And it's the same talking points, the same. I'm just going to play it one more time. Then I'm going to bounce out. I'm not saying not to believe everything you see. Believe what you want to believe. I'm not trying to trick people into like not believing something or whatever. Like I don't, that's not my, my role, but hold on. I just want to show you this one thing. This is a George W. Bush statement. He said, every nation and every region now has a decision to make. Either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. I'll never forget the, that decade because I lived through it and I lived through people calling me a conspiracy theorist. And I lived through people saying, oh, you're siding with them and this and that. And the reality is like, what do we have to show for all of that? So to let influencers, no matter if they're left wing or right wing, no matter the situation, basically shame you and try to say that you hate everybody if you suggest that you're going to take your time with certain narratives it's just so it's not only disingenuous it's just anti-american because it's it's like completely ignoring our recent and modern history and acting like anybody that learns from history is like a horrible terrible person and like it's you know it's now being used to justify basically anything and uh we just lived through a lockdown. We just lived through a you can't go to the beach. We just lived through you can't go to the movie theater unless you're vaccinated. That happened in America and in Israel. We just lived through that type of mind control where half the population was looking at you and being like, you can never travel again if you don't inject yourself with synthetic mRNA and I'm fine with it. We just lived through that. So you don't have to agree with people. You don't have to be happy that they don't believe certain stuff and you could say whatever you want about it, but to look at the American citizens and say, it's either that you're either this or this. And, and protesting is equi equivalent to that. Now, every false uh, equation that you use for Israel or Palestine or whatever's going on there, they're going to take that false equation that you just justified and use it against you for this next election and use it against you for your politics and use it against you for your religion. So just be very careful with what you uh, want to give up in this country because we don't have to imagine what might happen. We just lived through two to three years of the biggest loss of civil liberties I've ever seen in my life under the pandemic where they gave a lot of them back. But, uh, you know, like it's not hard to imagine something happening with that when we just lived through it. So that's my message. Hopefully it came across good. If it didn't, anybody that actually listens to me and actually understands and feels my energy knows that I mean well. And I, I, I'm just as like uh, upset with all the nonsense that's going on as everybody else. But God bless everybody. God bless the world. God bless Israel. God bless the Gaza Strip. You know, and anybody that's innocent there getting like devastated. God bless uh, everyone all over the world, uh, you know, that's suffering in any sort of way. And God bless the United States of America because we've already seen how tr real tragedies are used to take away our liberty and freedom and make America worse. It's literally like our entire modern history. That's exactly how they do it every single time. So it kind of sucks to see our allies or you know conservative peers or whatever they pretend to be just totally not understand that and shame people that do understand that thank you guys it is my birthday if you want to give me a gift all i'll say is i got hundreds of beanies black beanies uh blue beanies a few not a hundred i got maybe like one pink hat left if you're a girl and you want a pink hat or you're a guy and want one but it's more of a girly hat but a guy could rock it too if you're confident anyway DreamRare.com. Uh, I appreciate it. We got like a hundred sweatshirts 
left or I bought a bunch this year. So made in America, uh, high quality stuff, comfortable. Uh, if you're into that type of stuff, that's the best gift you could give me. I don't really want anything, but you could buy something for yourself. Good quality, good price. Dreamrare.com. Thank you guys. God bless you. I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever.